I'm gonna do different things with my toys and do like different things on each shelf and have themes and stuff. That's my idea. <laughs> Welcome to Words for Dinner. This is one of our special episodes that we started last year, so it's our second time doing it. This is going to be our end of the year, in the new year, words from the last year episode. Or just words of 2018. I'm Mike. I'm Max, and uh, wow, yeah. we This is our second one. Man, time flies, huh? What the heck is going on out there? I don't know. I don't know. It seems it's, like a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot there's is going on out kind there. of too much, actually. <laughs> uh, the the more that I read for uh, prepared for this episode, the more I was like, "Wow, we are gonna barely scratch the surface." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, you know, I feel like if we're if we're gonna move from the big to the small real quick. Yeah. On a small level, <laughs> I'm I am really proud yeah. of the work that we've done yeah. for Words for Dinner this past year. 2018 saw five months of consistent podcasting from us. Yeah, yeah. in a row, the That's first true. five. We we really we really did a good job at the beginning of the year last year. Yeah, we and then did. we got some other episodes out. We got some of our snacks out there, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just you know I'm just feeling. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive about this. I also wanted to say this as well about the podcast. I feel like now we've had a few more dedicated listeners. We've had listeners from other places in the world, like Canada. Yeah. Exo- exotic <laughs> locales like Canada. No, no, Mozambique, no. Canada. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know if we have anybody in Mozambique. but I don't know either. But we've, we've had a lot of listens from different places other than the U.S., uh, yeah. And honestly, yeah. I'm just honored that anybody has taken at least the time to to like <laughs> test it out to go. Eh, yeah. I don't know, maybe click, you know, and listen to us, especially because our early episodes are so different oh. from the episodes that we do now. And people have stuck with us. Thank you. We just, you know, I'm I've been I'm really appreciative of our listeners. This I am too, man. They, you know, honestly, like they need a big pat on the back from us. Yeah. I wish we could work in some sort of contest where we could actually give our listeners like, ah, oh, man, we we need to give them rewards. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, speaking from the point of view of a real cookie monster, I, I think I just really appreciate treats now. Like, <laughs> you know, like I just buy, I'm constantly buying cookies, man. And when I do, I feel yeah. rewarded. It's nice for me. It's like a way of like treating myself. Yeah. Man, you know, like not to buzz market, but Trader Joe's has like, a pretty good cookie collection. Yeah. And uh, you got you got Trader Joe's out there, right? I don't know. Not really? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be real with you, man. Every time every time I, I pass a Trader Joe's or uh, or um Whole Foods or uh or even You're like, like God a Sam's damn Club, yuppies. <laughs> or even like a Sam's Club or a Costco. Yeah. Yeah. I think to myself yeah. I could be living a life where I could go into those stores, <laughs> but I'm not living a life where I can go into no. those stores. No, no, yeah. No, no. I know. I, I know. Uh, I've been to Whole Foods and Trader Joe's before. I've walked into no. those stores. <laughs> I'm not saying I bought anything in those stores. I might not have. I might have. I don't know. Just I don't uh, sightseeing. 
Yeah, you know, they'd like just be like, what does the other half live like? I mean, dude, I gotta. I feel you, man. I actually feel like Whole Foods for sure is like a hundred percent. Like that's like the maybe not the two percent, but it's like the it's like the three percent. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, yeah. well, I, sometimes I'll go into Whole Foods and I'll just like smell the soaps, and yeah. then I'll be like, "All right, that does it for me." <laughs> well, that's all I can do in here. That uh, lettuce is five dollars. Yeah. No. It's anyway, like, I just uh, just going for what I can. And yeah, actually, man. I'm not even sure if there's a Whole Foods or Trader Joe's near me. I'd have well, to look it up. But that's where really, originally I was thinking, like, okay, like maybe like out by you, it's like a different animal. Oh uh, like, well, so there are so there are some other like, like like stores like that. There's yeah, something yeah. called Fresh Time. Ooh. And time is spelt like the 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 spice, you know. Oh oh yeah, nice nice yeah, nice. Yeah, you know, they're clever. <laughs> they're clever. Uh, I like that dude. That's good. <laughs> so basically, if uh, if anybody in the in like higher up in Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, Sam's Club, Costco. Yeah. Or fresh time. Yeah. Any of those five <laughs> grocery store chains. If you are interested in uh, feeding words for dinner, <laughs> we'll yeah. we will accept we will accept uh, accept that, and we'll come we'll come to your store, and we'll record an episode. I mean, you know, store. you raised a good point, dude. I was talking about cookies, whatever, but like. We were talking about rewarding our listeners, and they do. They deserve a pat on the back. But let's be let's be real here, dude. Yeah. I think we deserve a <laughs> the biggest pat on the back. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, honestly, I, I we live half a country. Like, I mean, I'm in the middle of this country. You're yeah. on the east coast. On the side, and and <laughs> we are we're far away. I mean, we spent a lot of years together in the same yeah. place, but yeah. I'm far away, and we are still yeah. doing this. It yeah. is it is a pain in the ass, and I know it is for you too <laughs> to juggle this time. You have a full time yeah. job, you know. Me and my partner got full like basically full time jobs. You know, like, yeah. They're not full time. It's just we work a shitload of jobs that equal more yeah. than full time. Yeah. You got, I got I, yeah, I got a kid. You have a dog kid. You know? Yeah, my like, dog kid was just here. I had to yeah. exile him from the room so he wouldn't distract yeah. us. I just I just am, I am proud of us too for getting the, for continuously doing this. It makes me happy. I'm just happy that people listen and yeah. people seem there's like a steady amount. I'd say between like 25 and 35 people who listen to each episode, even the appetizers that come out, right? They listen to them. And honestly, I cannot be more thankful than I am for them. And so thank you yeah. very much, everybody. Everybody, thank you. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, like, let's just blow our kazoos now. I wish I had a, a noisemaker. Oh, man. Those are some festive sounds. But, uh, but yeah, man, how was your, how was your year, dude? Like, what, what happened to you? What, any highlights? So, uh, I guess, like, I want to stick word highlights. Yeah, right? yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool, yeah, cool. On topic. Nice. <laughs> On topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Baby. So, so, uh, so, if we have regular listeners, They'll know that I've talked about this a lot. Every year, I yeah. keep track of all the books that I read. And oh yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that too. And I and I uh, I keep track of the hours that I read. So this year, so mm. last year, if you were with us, it was a sad year for me. It was, yeah, yeah. So I keep track of all this for those of you who don't know. And like basically a giant Excel document. Since 2010, I've kept track of every book I've read. 
Uh, and then for the last, I would say like four or five years, I can't remember exactly how many, I've been trying to read an hour a day for seven years. That's my goal, right? Wow. Okay. Uh, so last year I came absurdly short, right? Yeah. Last year, last year I read about 30 books total. Uh, and for part of la- like 2017, um, I was in New Jersey and then the mm-hmm. other part of 2017, I was in Illinois. There's a lot mm-hmm. of traveling, a lot of craziness, a lot of, I'll just, it was just a lot. A lot you of were stuff. busy. You, you I, were all over the place. I was all over the place. So I got a little bit of reading done. Mainly what I read last year were trade paperbacks and comics. Yeah. This year I was like, okay, I'm going to try and catch up. I did not. I read a total <laughs> of 178 hours. About oh, this that's year. sick though. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's, what what is that? Like about half of the, you know, that's about a half hour every day. Like yeah. on average. Like, something, something like that. that. Which is nice. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I read this year. Um, but this year is the first year since 2010 that i have not read any individual issues of comics Whoa. i'm still getting used to the my space i have my comics here i'm pointing to them nobody can see me pointing to them but no, i am i can see it <laughs> yeah it's nice uh, for me thanks uh yeah. so i have all my comics but i haven't and i've been like still buying comics significantly less than i used to but i buy comics about every few months and uh so why why did your reading habit change like that so my reading habit changed mainly because of my work schedules. You know, I was like, yeah. I need to also have my comics organized, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't have them organized. That's the big, that's one of the big issues. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's what I've been, That you know, that I didn't do that. You know, that's one of the updates. But I wanted to share a couple books that are like a few books that I read this year that I thought were great. Mm. Keep it on words, right? Oh, so, great. So this year, my numbers are great either. I technically read only 27 individual books, but a lot of the books that I read this year, surprisingly, I read multiple times, or um, mm. I read uh, I read two books that had three books in them, right? So it was like okay. big-ass books, you know, that had like three you, books in them. So a little bit, I read a little bit more this year than last year. Uh, but, so I read Born a Crime, which is Trevor, no- Trevor Noah's memoir. Very good, very yeah. good book, man. I Heard many that. good things about yeah. that one. And this is not in any any order, by the way, right? This okay. is just I'm going through like the list uh, sure. of things. I'm like, oh, this is good. <laughs> uh, and I read Word by Word by Corey Stamper. We huh. follow her on Twitter. She's fucking hilarious. She is oh, great. Nice. If you have not read Word by Word, it is very good. It is uh, it is the sole reason that I've been going to Merriam-Webster way more this year during our podcast hmm. and then not uh it's and awesome. that has paid off mm-hmm. big time yeah um and i'm trying to see if there's any other like fiction or non-fiction i read that i was like what what oh i read the double <laughs> flame by octavio paz which is super interesting Ooh. <clears throat> it's about like uh like eroticism it's really cool and love mm-hmm. it's really awesome it was really great uh yeah and then i i actually read a wizard of Earthsea by ursula k Le Guin oh cool this year. was that good uh, yeah it was it was interesting um yeah. it's totally for like a younger audience and i want to read the other two it's like a, a weirdly fast moving book and then most recently i finished uh miss peregrine's home for peculiar peculiar children how was um, that too dude was, you hit some right. good 
you hit some good ones. The, yeah. I've been, those are on my list as well. Pretty much oh, everything yeah? you mentioned. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Woo. And then for those for those of you who uh, who like uh, anthologies, I read two uh, uh, best American science fiction and fantasy. One from mm. 2017, and I think the other one might have been 2018. I'm not 100 percent sure, but both of those were amazing. And then mm. I read a, a bunch of fantasy stuff. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it a we lot. But it's like it, it's a very it's a very like niche thing. It's so for those I don't yeah. know if anyone likes this. If you do, please shout us out on Twitter, and I will share uh, what I read. But I read books from a publishing company called the Black Library. Okay. Which is uh, uh, their books set within the Warhammer universe? Oh yeah, so Warhammer yeah, yeah. is a tabletop game, and, and I've just been I've been like really into those lately. I've been I got a whole bunch at like this used bookstore a while back. I've been like slowly going through them. They've been reissuing like old books and like these big ass collections. That's why like yeah, one yeah. of the books was three books together in one. It's just been great. I've been reading those for the last couple of years. Uh, Dude, and, and you've nice. told me about those like over the years, and I yeah. like actually feel well informed as to them because <laughs> you keep keep me in the loop, and it's like nice. kind of like fun to hear about them too, because yeah. like I feel like I kind of have a better sense, and also like being a previous you know a tabletop gamer gamer in a yeah. previous life, yeah, I feel like I have a general understanding of what's going on. Yeah, it makes me feel good being older and going back and reading these things that either came out before I was born or around the time I like like yeah. when I was a kid and going, yeah. Oh yeah, like I remember playing these games and like I love getting the background of some of these characters and stuff. And some of them are like are very good, right? And some of them are like very mediocre. It's just, you know, not everyone knows what Warhammer is. And so it's like, you know <laughs> What? Well yeah, Excuse right? me? <laughs> no. Uh, but then but then I've also read I also read a lot of poetry this year, specifically Ooh. a couple that I want to uh, uh, shout out uh, nice. here is okay. um, I'm going to do backwards order. I read Save the Bathwater, right, uh, by Marina uh, Criera, and I know I'm saying her last name wrong, uh, so sorry, Marina, if you're listening. But uh, she's great. I know she's a friend of both you and I. Uh, her poetry book came out in 2018, and it was bomb as fuck. I loved it so much. Um, yeah it was really great yeah it's excellent um so like look that up it's called save the Bathwater. if you can i know you wrote a review i wrote a review of it it was excellent yeah we um, both enjoyed that book immensely yeah. yes uh and then another attempt at rescue by ml smoker it's an older poetry book but that was really good as well um that one uh that one is it's just that one's very good i read it at the same time i was reading the triggering town by richard hugo Oh wow! And Emma Smoker was uh, had Richard Hugo as a teacher, and her first and last poems in that book are about Richard Hugo. And so I was reading his nonfiction book about writing at the same time, and it was okay. just like a really cool accidental pairing. Like I didn't know this; I just like accidentally put them together, and that was really great. Uh, and then I read Post Traumatic Hood Disorder by David Ooh. Thomas uh, Martinez really excellent i read that twice i actually read it more than twice i read it a bunch of times back and forth that was really amazing really um yeah it was very good um and then i read night sky with exit wounds by ocean vuong that was amazing hmm. uh, bright dead things by ada limone which was also very good uh and i read the black maria uh by our Ar- uh germay and that that was very very good now you've uh, read that last author before, right? Yeah, yeah, and she and 
she came, didn't she? She came to speak while we were in school. Yeah, when we were in school together, we saw her read. Yeah, and I, I've she met was her good. Times. She's amazing. Okay. Yeah, she was great. Um, yeah. And then finally, I know it's taken me a long time to do this, but I finally read Jonathan Corcoran's book, The Rope Swing. This oh, year. I know. Who, who is another friend of ours uh, yeah. who came out with this book how long ago, dude? Like, what was this? Last year? or 16? Oh, maybe it was. I mean, it was like two years ago. I don't know. But I got it like right when it came out because I was like, oh, my God, this guy. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. And I just never read it. And mm-hmm. I finally saw it, you know, like uh, towards, oh, man, what was it? Like the summer of 2018. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. And I picked it up and it was amazing. It was excellent. It Everything was. I expected it to be. Yeah. So yeah, good. dude, you know, I couldn't agree more with you on that one, man. Matt, that's a blast from the past. That I know that's a that's a book that a lot of people, a lot of our listeners would probably enjoy too just cuz it's mm-hmm. like neat, tidy little stories that are just superbly done yeah. and they're all sort of thematically related to each other. So you can read, you know, a story in a sitting and you know, come back to it and and uh, move on or you can read the whole thing in one sitting if you really if you want to. It's yeah. it's not it's not a crazy thing to do. Oh no! And that for the first story of that book is amazing. Yeah. And then the la- last two things, real quick, that I read. Um, so my comic reading was super down. Every year, my comic reading is usually way above, like yeah. my other reading. Like in 2017, <laughs> I read 81 individual issues, Whoa. 17 like trade paperbacks, like collections oh, of comics. This damn. year, this year, I've only read four trade paperbacks of comics, so it was okay. down a lot. But, now those are so trade paperbacks are like graphic novels or are they like a yeah. uh, compilation of yeah of... I, so I so for those of you who have listened before you know this but those who haven't um I I also study comics right yeah. I'm a poet yeah. right as well as an a, I would say like a B B plus podcaster um, <laughs> and uh, and I also study I also study comics whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're that. also a handsome man and they Thank can't you. see that at they home can't they can't okay. they don't know no uh but i do study comics so i usually read a lot of comics because i'm you know looking for stuff to either write about or looking for stuff to teach uh yeah. but this year i didn't teach any comics classes in 2018 i taught zero do you feel um, sad man because that's yeah, usually yeah, something sad. that yeah. i usually do that so it's pretty sad but yeah. i read uh two books i thought were really excellent they're older books lost and found by sean tan if you have a chance to pick this up it is super easy i would suggest getting it from a library if uh if you don't like really love like art books or something like that it is fantastic it's just his art super easy to get through but you can spend like 10 20 minutes on one page just looking at the interesting shit that he puts in there it's really excellent and then woman rebel by peter bag and woman rebel is uh, is uh really amazing as well it's about one of like one of the women who originally uh, uh, fought for birth control rights. Ooh. But Margaret Sanger, sorry. Um, and so Margaret Sanger is kind of this interesting person who a lot of people don't like, or a lot hmm. of people like, have like very negative opinions about. And okay. a comic about her in her life. It's like a biography. And it's super well-researched. And, it's, and it does not shy away from some of the fucked up shit she did, right? Um, and it's very, it's tries to like put her in a context of time. So pretty interesting, but that was my long rant. I'm sorry, but I hope that like, that was nice for you guys. And I know everyone gets those like lists of books, but 
I hope you guys enjoyed that. I Those are some books that I read this year. In 2019, I'm hoping that I can continue on and I don't know. I'm still going to pay attention to how much I read, but yeah. I like I got to I think I have to start over my hour a day thing because I am now hold on. You're going to hear me open a drawer. Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drawer open opening. It. Open it. So right now I am I I am in August of 2017. Like I was keeping track on a calendar of how like uh, how much I read, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I am I am so far behind that like I should have the amount I've read should be the amount I've read since August 2017. I am Whoa. clearly over a year behind. I think I just need to take Crap, that dude. as a loss. Yeah, just cut your <laughs> just, losses, man. Uh, cut my losses and yeah. move on. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's been it's it's been it was a good year for words for me. I uh, I found a lot of solace in them. I had a rough, you know, you know this, like I, uh, I had a rough beginning of the year and yeah. reading really helped me like escape, you know, some of the, the shitty job that I was in and, you know, yeah. the struggle, the like shit that was going on of like being in a new place, trying mm. to find new, like trying to find new friends, trying to find, you know, new ways of surviving. So, mm-hmm. dude, yeah. I love it, man. I love your recommendations because I always hear I hear things I'm familiar with, and then I hear things yeah. I'm not, and it's like, uh, now I got to go on my list. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Now my list gets longer. No, uh, it's how a long you? list. How about yeah. you? How was your year? Year in words. How was Max's year in words? Ah, oh, holy free holies, man! I don't know where to begin. You know what? <laughs> I'll just I'll just give a couple highlights. Some good, some bad. Some in between. Um, I I left off the bad. I have like a very bad, but I decided I was like at the beginning of this pot, like before we started recording. I'm sorry I interrupted you, by the way. No, no, like uh, before we started recording, I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about how shitty this one book is that I read. (laughs) And I did not finish. I stopped reading. Right. Like maybe four or five chapters in a nonfiction book is fucking terrible. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave it to myself. I'm just going to say I read (laughs) I read I read five Six is, I don't know, like, I read about, like, 70-some pages of a book that I would not wish on my worst enemy. Okay. Dude, 70 pages is a a noble attempt. I also, like, have a lot of trouble putting books down, even if I'm not liking them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's uh, some sort of self-loathing thing that I do. I don't know. But uh, congrats on getting 70 pages in, dude. Thanks, thanks. But go ahead. Sorry. Tell us the good, the bad, the beautiful. No, you know what? Like, I think you're. I'm gonna take your. I'm gonna take your cue there, dude. I think uh, there's no reason to bring down the listeners. Overall, the <laughs> year was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I won't linger on the details. Um, I did, man. What, there's some cool stuff that happened. I did go on a trip to Europe. I That's was right. very lucky and privileged to be able to do that. I had, uh, I had some flexibility in my job. I had some savings, and a friend of mine got married. In Europe, he actually got married in Corsica, which is a small island off the coast of uh, France and Italy. Nice. And uh, I just went. I just went to it, man. It was a destination wedding, what have you? It was beautiful. It was crazy. It was uh, all the things you can imagine it would be. <laughs> I ate some tiny little uh, meals about the size of my hand. Um, I saw like some beautiful beaches. I was spoken to in languages that made no sense. Um, that was my fault, but uh, that was a great, it was <laughs> At a great least you're trip. Taking ownership of that, it's your fault. Yeah, good 
go ahead. Yeah, I would hope that they made sense uh, to somebody, but uh, to me, they were. I was like, I, I don't. What is that? Uh, and they were like, Who is this American guy? <laughs> anyway, uh, so great year overall that way. Yeah. Um, I did get a new job. Nice. And I'm very excited about that. I have not started it yet. So if the next episode comes out in six months, you're going to know why that is. <laughs> uh, it's not our normal six month break. It's a yeah. different six month break. It's a di- different one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, uh, so that's, that's going to start soon. I'm excited. As far as my year in words, yeah. ah, man, I was thinking about this. So there were some really good ones. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a few that come to mind. So I really liked Kindred by Octavia Butler. Ooh, you read it for the first time? First time, bro. Nice. I don't Dope. know if I've read Kindred. But anyway, That's... yeah, but I love Butler a lot. I love Butler a lot. Yeah, so her other books are on my list. Parable of the Sower is on my list. So good. Oh, man, I've heard great things. So, like, I've read Tim O'Brien's uh, The Things They Carried for the first time in my life. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, It was unspeakably beautiful. Um. Nice. There is one story in particular from that collection. I think it's called On the Rainy River, which just tore me apart from like top to bottom. I just was a, a pile of confetti after reading that story. Um, and then I did try to read The Myth of Sisyphus, which is a series of philosophy essays uh, by Camus. I think, it's, okay. I think it's Camus. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Um, Anyway, couldn't get through that. Maybe it's because I don't have a background in philosophy. Maybe it's because I was overly ambitious. Maybe a combination of those things. I'm not sure. Uh, really had a hard time with that, which is too bad because I love Camus. I think he's great. I think The Stranger is a fantastic book. Uh, couldn't get through that. And there are a few others, but... Um, oh, you know what? I'll make a quick note about this book. Yeah. Breakfast of Champions by Kurt Vonnegut. Okay. Now, have you read that one? Uh, man, I might have, but it was... If I read it, it was a long time ago. So, we know Kurt Vonnegut. I actually have an article that I wrote out there, an essay about Kurt Vonnegut. And it's because I love the guy so much, right? Mm-hmm. I think she's a fantastic writer. But I must say, this book that I read was superbly written in a lot of ways. Breakfast of Champions. Mm-hmm. In other ways, very problematic. The way it handles racial elements, um, racial characters. Uh, characterization from a point of view of race is not uh it gave me pause and i was sort of like oh geez so like i it's it's a real mixed bag that book and it sort of it made me think about like you know if something has if if a piece of art has so many good facets to it or or, um, admirable facets but it also has some really deeply problematic ones like what do you do with that in the end I can't quite say I can't quite recommend it because of those problems, but I really enjoyed parts of it. Um, I thought there were parts that were just superbly done. Um, Anyway, so that's a mixed bag. But I have a couple books that I'm looking forward to reading. One of those is uh, uh, Ralph Ellison, another guy who I haven't read. I want to read Invisible Man. And uh, N.K. Jameson is one who's on my list, dude. You've read uh, her, right? In that man, yes. Yeah. I'm assuming that if you're listening to a podcast about words, you also enjoy reading. I'm just <laughs> gonna put it out there. Just I'm, put just it out gonna, there. I'm just gonna assume that. If not, you know, just skip ahead a couple minutes in the podcast. But if you if you have the chance, there's a website called Better World Books. Mm-hmm. Betterworldbooks.com. Yeah. It has used books and new books or whatever. 
it is an online sale seller. It is a great alternative to Amazon. Right? Oh, really? They are they often, often run pretty good deals where it's like thirty percent off four or more used books, right, or whatever. Mm. They also have a very nice clearance section, right? Which are books. Be, they're all used books, right? And they're yeah, between yeah. like three fifty to four four bucks. And okay. if you buy a certain amount, they start discounting all the books for you, Ooh, right? So okay. you could get like if you're looking to get like six, seven, eight books, right? Um, and you want to get like a bunch for cheap. You have some like on a list of books that you've wanted to like buy or read. This is a great place. Better World Books also donates a ton of used books to library or to uh to libraries to other organizations they often sell old library books so the money that you pay goes towards these other libraries often in rural communities or kind of disenfranchised communities right because yeah. you buy a book from that library through the website it's awesome they they donate stuff they uh they reuse these books they send them out it is an excellent website I am not being paid for this. It is just like, <laughs> it is a nonprofit that I believe in a lot, right? I think they're really wonderful and great. Um, and I get a bunch of books from them. And you, you talked about N.K. Jemison, right? I got a like four of her books. And uh, who's the other person that I got? Uh, I can't remember her name, right? But another contemporary science fiction author. I got yeah. some books from uh, of hers as, as well. So I for N.K. Jemison. So N.K. Jemison has a book called the uh, the Hundred Thousand Kingdoms. It's the first book in a trilogy. I got the next two books in that trilogy, right? Then I got a duology of hers. What duology? A duology, right? And I got it, and I got uh, a couple other books by uh, Nenendi uh, Okafor, right? That's what, uh, yeah. or. Uh, I think I'm saying her na- last name wrong, so I apologize. Yeah. But um, I got a couple books by her too, dude. I'm telling you, I bought like maybe ten or twelve books in that order. I spent thirty five, thirty six bucks. What? Yeah, wow, that's they a run. Steal. They run excellent deals, man. Dude, I'm gonna remember that because I love like, you know, making that dollar stretch and like helping mm-hmm. people and helping bibliotecas everywhere. That's what I'm saying. I really enjoy uh, supporting libraries a lot, and then also. Like, I like buying used books because for me, it's like that book's already been printed, right? Why not reuse it? You know what I mean? Like, it, why not? Yeah. And, o- yeah. and I've, I don't know who these people are. We're getting rid of these books. I love them. I love that. I officially love them too now. Yeah. Good thing we're not buzz marketing because <laughs> if they paid us, then that would be a conflict of interest. Or it would, no, it would be an ad. It would just be an ad, yeah. um, which we are happy to do. So if you, uh, you're a small business owner. Get in touch with us at wfdpodcast at gmail.com. Nice. All right. Uh, so so let's get into the words of the years, uh, or the words of the years. Oh, my gosh. Holy freaking crap. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. The word of the year, but from multiple different places, um, which is what I just I just is. pictured the uh, NFL, like the uh, Fox NFL. Like, yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Is that what you were going That's what I was going for. You yeah, know, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, no, nice. why not? Good work. Oh my gosh, I'm a mess. Son of a. All right. So, where do you want to start? Let's start with Oxford's word. Nice. Tell me, tell me about that. I know that's the one 
that you looked up uh, a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, man, this is exciting. Okay. Words of the year. You know, like, it's not just... I, I, I'm glad that dictionaries are doing this because it yeah. takes some of the work off of our shoulders. We, as Words for Dinner hosts, don't have to pick our words of the year, although we surely could. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably... Uh, apropos to just go go with the flow, and uh, Oxford Dictionaries, which uh, we believe we're not a hundred percent sure, but um, I, I think that's the same purveyor as Oxford English Dictionaries, yeah, uh, which we rely on so heavily in our research that we do. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so Oxford Dictionary chose a word of twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. It is toxic. Good word for twenty eighteen, man. Let me just say, yeah. Like, I like the words this year. I think they're like a weird, a weird mix, but they make a lot of sense together. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh, And so Oxford Dictionary says it found a 45% increase in lookups of toxic. It was used in so many situations that, quote, the sheer scope of its application as found by our research made toxic the standout choice for the word of the year title. Nice. Um, So, and actually, I have some insider information. Michael. Ooh, boy. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about this. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go yes. Ahead. And it is because I listen to uh, NPR, <laughs> National Public Radio. Uh, my local affiliate here in the uh, tri-state area is WNYC. Nice. And uh, I will plug them because uh, I think they're dope. They're great. And I listen to them all day long. And actually, I was really raised on that radio station. Like, my parents still, you know, it's just on in the background all the time. So, anyway, Mm -hmm. NPR did a story on the words of the year. And they had on, I forget her title, uh, but a lovely uh, representative from Oxford. And she spoke about why they chose Toxic. Yeah. And uh, she actually added in something that I haven't found in our uh, online yet. So, this is sort of insider information from her. Okay. Uh, when they interviewed her. Yeah. It was on, this was on the Brian Lehrer show at WNYC, if you want to look this up. This is a late December 2018 uh, radio story on this. Anyway, this person uh, added that the toxic choice that they made also had to do, perhaps the spike in usage for this word had to do with mm-hmm. the fact that uh, it's used in this phrase, toxic masculinity. Uh, yeah. You heard this phrase? So... I don't know, like, if we need to give a definition of that right now. I think it's just so embedded in the culture that people should know what that means. It's sort of self-explanatory anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, like, that that phrase is part of the reason that toxic was chosen. Um, which I think is really interesting, yeah. So, um, anyway, so we could talk about toxic a little bit. I mean, like, we don't, we're not going to go into the normal depth that we do for some of our words, right? We usually yeah, spend a whole episode on a single word. We're not going to do that this time. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to, I mean, I can talk about this a little bit. I'm looking at the OED right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, so to be completely honest and, uh, because of, you know, this, ep- the, you know, what we were doing for this episode, um, I only looked at a couple, you said you looked at toxic. So yeah, I yeah. just I just stopped looking at it. Like when you said that, you were yeah. like, "I did it," and I was like, "Cool, I did cool. two others." So great, like, that's on. <laughs> Sorry, I am sorry. To no, yeah. no, that, it, that's fine. Yeah, tell tell us more. Does it talk about like why else that goes toxic or anything like? So actually, no. Like I I I think that um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think we don't we don't need to waste breath on that. I think that that okay. the uh, the toxic masculinity thing goes a good distance and it goes gotcha. a good way in explaining that. Gotcha. As far as the word itself goes and the history of it, that's where I sort of get um, my my intellectual curiosity is piqued when I'm when I think about Got, that. Yeah, I see. What you're so um, if we want to just rewind a little bit like we usually do and look at yeah. it, I'm looking at this entry for for the word toxic. I'm you know I'm curious about it. Um, so. It originally comes from Latin. It's mm-hmm. the medieval Latin toxicus, which means poisoned or imbued with poison. Um, also, the French toxique. Um, so, but it means of the nature of a poison or poisonous. Huh. Um, and so, and we also, I'll just complement the the OED with another source that we like a lot, which is the etymology online etymology dictionary. Yeah, you know that one, right? Yeah, yeah. And they have an entry on toxic. It says it's from the 1660s, from French toxique. Uh, it's uh, also from the Greek toxicon, pharmacon, which is means, quote, poison for use on arrows. Hmm. Yeah. And from, uh, they spell it a little differently, toxicon, neuter of toxicose, pertaining to arrows or archery, and thus to a bow. Okay. So interesting it actually comes from a it's alluding or in its earliest days to the application of poison to a hunting weapon huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. which is which is very old school dude um yeah. but anyway yeah so like we got some contextual sentences here which are which are interesting uh the second definition here in the oed under toxic says caused or produced by a poison due to poisoning toxic shock syndrome is an acoustic bacterial illness uh, characterized by fever, vomiting, diarrhea, muscle pain. Sounds terrible. Yeah, um, I feel like toxic masculinity also has that side effect. You know, yeah, I think it does. It, does. <laughs> it just makes you go into shock and start uh, vomiting. Vomiting, yeah. Un- Violently. Profusely. <laughs> just projectile, just blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so there's, a, there's actually, um, this is interesting. The 2B, this definition 2B uh, under toxic, is of intoxication, intoxicated, tipsy. And it says this is a humorous definition. And there's only a single contact sentence under that definition from, um, let's see, uh, M. Kingsley from 1899. And uh, he said... (laughs) This quote says, a toxic state where a man can't see the holes through a ladder. So he's definitely talking about a drunk guy there. Yep, yep. So that's kind of interesting. Like, you could... It's it's not been used more than a couple times around the year 1899, but if you really want to, you know, like, throwback Thursday or whatever, you can start using toxic to mean drunk. I really like that you referenced throwback Thursday there. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, it also can mean designating debt, which has a high risk of default. Mm. Uh, so it's got a financial aspect to it. Um, and then there's also toxic waste, which we all know of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I th- that's that's some of the things I noticed here about this. Um, so I, I want to go off on a slight tangent, Michael, before yes. we move on to a, a, the, our next word. Oh my. Was that okay? Ne- never go off on tangents. I don't. I don't know what I that's don't about. Call one anyway. <laughs> So weird, such a weird thing. Uh, so this is a this is a little rabbit hole, but I thought it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so under this entry, the second earliest contact sentence we have yeah. is from uh, Thomas Blunt, 
B-L-O-U-N-T, from 1674. And uh, this is from a book that he wrote called Glossographia, or a dictionary interpreting all such hard words of whatsoever language now used in our refined English tongue. Second edition, (laughs) first volume, 1661. Okay. So, so... This is, I love these men. This is like, this reminds me of our, our friend um, Samuel Johnson, I think his name is, right? The yeah. originator of the OED. But anyway, this guy, Thomas Blunt, I've never heard of him before, but he wrote a dictionary. Yeah, nice. I love so, me some old school dictionaries. Right. Not going to not gonna lie about that. Glossographia. That's the name. Anyway, so just, for, just to tickle your fancy, I have a couple... Sometimes when you're on the OED, you can click on one of these sources like Glossographia, and it will say, here are some other words that were coined in the same source. Oh. So I will now I will now read some for you. Now, remember, the, one, the word toxic was in there in 1674. Yeah. So this is an old school thing. Now, there's, <laughs> there are some weird words in here, man. Uh, there's uh, there, there's uh, abonition, ablectic. That's another one. How about that? Ablectic. That's good. Uh, anyway, so I just wanted to mention a few more words that were in that in the Glossographia by Thomas Blunt. Yeah. Um, a bone is a word. <laughs> like, like a b o n e, one word. Okay. Yeah. All right. It means probably. <laughs> wait, wait, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It means probably to support. So this is, I've never seen this before, actually. The dictionary says, it's basically admitting it doesn't really know what it means. <laughs> they said probably means blank, which oh I've God. never seen before. Probably means blank. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, what are we, a dictionary? Yes, literally, that's exactly what you are. Ah, yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> so anyway, like, uh, a bone is a word. We got absentatious, absentaneous, hmm. abysmal. Oh, abysmal's in there. Oh man, there's just a lot. There's actually a ton. There's like yeah. over a hundred. Yeah. So I was I'm not going to read only, them all. But... You only talked about a words there, man. So Able- did yeah. I mention ablectic? Ablectic means an item set out or prepared for sale. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah, sure. Means that. <laughs> I'm just I'll, looking in the A's right now. So so the the next time you're on the you're at a book sale or you're at a bookstore, right? One of those brick and mortar numbers, yeah. and you, uh, you, <laughs> you, you're you're ready to move the books around or reassemble them in some way. You should engage in eclectic. That might be a good good way to handle that. Okay, I will. Yeah, I will. I will definitely think about that. All right, here's the last example from Thomas Blunt's Glossographia. Tell me, abonition. It's a noun. It's obsolete now. And it means an act or the action of banishing someone, usually for a year, as a punishment for manslaughter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hey, man, I mean, what, you kill somebody, you get banished for a year? That doesn't Just one sound year. that bad. That's all. You know, because maybe it was a mistake. <laughs> and I meant kill him. Uh, hey. I didn't mean, like, kill him, kill him, you know? <laughs> and... You know what I mean. You know, like I meant to hurt him really bad, but not. I didn't think this rock would actually crush his head. I didn't want to kill him, kill him. You know, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. 
Yeah, there you go, man. Hilarious. Yeah. So toxic. Man. Didn't think we'd end up here. But there yeah, you have it. Toxic makes a lot of sense for this year. I'm going to be completely yeah. honest, man. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I definitely felt like I heard that word. And like you said, toxic, toxic masculinity a lot more this year than I had previously. And I don't know about you. Like, mm-hmm. I think our politics are relatively out there for people to know. Yeah, but, sure. uh, you know, it's good for us to try to maintain our impartiality. But, uh, I think, uh, uh, during the hearings for the the latest Supreme Court justice, that oh. was when uh, that phrase was was. Uh, oh yeah, that probably being used. Shit, I didn't even. I you know what, man? I just I a hundred percent was thinking, just I was thinking more general. But you are a hundred percent right. You are a hundred percent correct. Boom, boom. Man, I like you. I like you. I like yeah. you, juice. Yeah, I know, man. Thanks. Right back at uh, you, dude. Yeah. So, uh, so I think we should <laughs> jump to what we, uh, Merriam-Webster's for the year. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, did you look up this one as well? Or, yeah. Or, yeah. So this yeah. this word of the year is justice, and I think um, I think that's t- closely connected to it. Um. Yeah. What What did you find out? I I read this one too. So like. What, how did you feel about this one, or how do you think about this word of the year, justice? You know what's cool? Like, Merriam-Webster, you said earlier that you like these guys. I do, too, man. It's a good dictionary. Like, I think their website is good, and we've talked about this before. But I actually just read, um, mostly just read their uh, their sort of explanation of why they chose it, uh, justice, as their word of the year. And it's it's got a, a bunch of useful context. And the other thing, which I was hoping we could spend a couple minutes a couple minutes yeah. on is uh they have 10 more words that they considered yeah, yeah, yeah are you yeah. looking at that page yeah. so I, I was looking at that right now as you were talking about that uh and then i was trying to hold back from uh giggling at uh-huh. a picture at a picture of tom brady and it says mm-hmm. piss ant and i was oh. like yeah he is a fucking piss ant <laughs> that's amazing really really <laughs> Sorry. Oh wow. Sorry. Wow. Wait, wait. Can we? Can I, we? I'm, so, I'm sorry for all New England fans. Out no, there. no, don't I mean, apologize. I, I mean, the description of it. It just made me giggle because it's just like it's it's just Tom Brady looking like like an asshole, right? Just in his uniform, looking like judgingly at something, right? And then it just says "piss ant" underneath, and I was like, <laughs> "Um, dude, I didn't even know about this little news story, but I'm reading either. the." I'm reading the pissant thing. Apparently, like a radio DJ called called his daughter, daughter a pissant. Yeah, that's, that's not cool, that, man. That is that is not like I don't I don't like Tom Brady that much, but that is not that is not like something that's cool to do. But clearly, clearly not. That's so weird that a radio DJ would use that word. Yeah, it's originally a dialectical term for ant has been used as a generalized term of abuse for a person or thing deemed insignificant since the 20th century. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. But yeah, cool. so they have these 10 different words. and I, I kind of want to, we should go through them a little bit, but I did want to talk about justice first as like their word of the year that they picked, right? And mm. I think that's an interesting choice too. I think that these dictionaries are doing something. I think we talked about this last year too. 
they're doing something where like they're picking words that they they feel like politically represent the the year you know like yeah. toxic justice you know um and this is connected to the thing you just talked about which was the whole swearing in of the supreme court nominee right yeah um yeah. and and like how justice was being used and i think justice in general has been like a very popular word probably the last like four or five years i can't imagine it's not right but supreme yeah. court justice pumping up that that use of the word is interesting yeah um i i th- i think it's i hadn't thought about that either as it having more than one sort of definition right yeah yeah, you're right. Like the like the general idea of justice as sort of fairness, mm-hmm. as contrasted with the noun meaning a, it's like a title for a guy, mm-hmm. like Justice Kavanaugh, Justice Sotomayor, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Damn, these are some good, good words. Justice spiked seventy four percent more than in twenty seventeen. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I imagine that it's just looked up often when yeah. people are talking about like issues of justice, right? Um, yeah. But like this says, like the Department of Justice and the mm. Kavanaugh confirmation, right? Um, and it does. I like this sentence a lot. Justice has varied meanings that do a lot of work in the language, meanings mm. that range from the technical and legal to the lofty and philosophical, for mm. many reasons and for many meanings. One thing is for sure: justice has been on the minds. Of many people in 2018. Yeah. 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 True. True that, man. Mm-hmm. True that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about any of these other words? Dude, I love, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Janelle Monet. Not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, she's great. Honestly, if anyone knows Janelle Monet and wants to make her listen to our podcast, if she, <laughs> I would, like, I don't think that would be bad. I'm just saying, like, no, I love no. her a lot. Let's say she's on she's her way amazing. to a concert or something to perform or something, yeah. right? And like she's in her car or whatever, and yeah. like her her like driver is like, "Oh man, I just love listening to podcasts on the road." Janelle, you should, you got to hear this one. These two guys are great. She just blasts <laughs> it. She's like, "Please turn it down. They're they're so raucous. I don't." Like... He's like, "No, no, you got to listen." And she's like, "Actually, it's sort of warm. It's I'm sort of uh, warming, warming up, up to it." it. Yeah. That's my that's my fantasy. My fantasy yeah. is that I will meet Janelle Monet at one point. In my life, and that she'll say hi to me, and that'll be it. That's it. I just want. I mean, that's obtainable, dude. We can make that happen for you. She's amazing. Uh, But like for her, the word pansexual, because she was in an interview, what with Rolling Stone? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, And she defined she defined herself or she self-identified as pansexual. That was pretty cool. Um, That's an awesome word. Lodestar. I did not know would be looked up. Yeah, that much. Yeah, that I remember reading this this uh, op-ed in the New York Times. It was uh, it was anonymously written by someone who took the code word "lodestar." I believe that's what it was. Oh, really? Um, or maybe they just used this word. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just used the word "lodestar." It was sort of blowing up the spot of some people in the uh, Trump administration. Yeah, it's not commonly used. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, epiphany. Hmm. Yeah. And that one's cool. I love like like 
shit that just completely goes under my radar, right? Like this is one yeah. that I'm this word I'm very familiar with, but it seems to have they counted it as their fourth uh, option for word of the year yeah. at Merriam-Webster because of I guess this year it had a spike, right? And it says that there was a K-pop group called BTS that used mm-hmm. that word epiphany in August when it featured in a trailer for a song. Yep. Have you heard of this K-pop group? No. I have. But guess you have. It's intense, guess yeah. what's gonna? Guess what music is going on our uh, our appetizer though? I don't know, man. They're, I think they're really big right now, and I feel like I feel like that's a risky move if you put it. Oh out. yeah. You put it on the appetizer, man. I'm just saying. Damn. Are we getting in trouble? I don't know. Uh, and then I love the sixth word is Laurel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because of the Laurel y- Yanny thing. Um, oh, yeah. I wasn't. I didn't follow that one too closely. Yeah. It's, it's not. You know, that's what it is. Uh, oh, yeah, man. I forgot that Aretha Franklin died in 2018. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And yep. res- respect was looked up a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Isn't that weird though? Like, why would you? Why would that be your reaction? First of all, <laughs> that's a. You know, I don't want to assume anything, but I think most people have a general idea of what respect means. Sure, sure. And if even if you don't, like, it, it's a weird reaction to hearing that Aretha Franklin passed away. Like, oh, this is a good opportunity for me to look up diction, like in the dictionary. What? It just, doesn't it seem weird? It does. I wonder, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Maverick was looked up for uh, John McCain, who passed yep. away as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And then, did you see the last one? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yep. Excelsior. Mm-hmm. For, uh, yep. huh, for Stanley. Woo. Yeah, because apparently he used to sign his columns, Excelsior. Yep. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. I had no idea, dude. What did you think about Stanley? Dude, you're you're a comics expert, dude. We can't overlook the your your perspective on this this guy. Do you wanna do you wanna say a few words? I mean No, I mean when he passed away that was pretty intense. I think that he I think that he did a lot over his life to like amplify voices in comics and to amplify his own his own like publishing house. Uh, but there's a book called The Untold History of Marvel or I think that's I think that's right. I, yeah. By Sean Howe. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that's the author at least. Uh, Marvel's Untold History actually might be the name of of it, and that's really good. And that really delves into a lot of the history of of Stan Lee and uh, and mainly the other people in Marvel who made Marvel Marvel. Um, I think that a lot of people see Stan Lee as like, to use another word, a maverick, right? Who kind of like. Uh, um, like blazed ahead and did a lot by himself, but Stan Lee was only like a, a a face and a voice for a while. Um, and he was a writer, but he didn't do a lot of the background work for a long time. Um, Mm. and hasn't, um, so like, you know, there's some, some complicated stuff there, but I don't know, man, he's, he's pretty cool. Like it, uh, it was really sad that he passed away. He, you know, he was one of the people who had been around for a very long time. It's sad when, any of those guys who kind of lived through the comic book burning of the 1950s mm. uh, and the and the shift from comics being absolutely like loved to being burned in like giant Nazi like bonfires, mm. um, and 
and then coming out of it the other side trying to trying to make a life and career out of this thing that everyone said was terrible. Damn, dude, I didn't know about that. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, what one day uh well, you know, just to plug this really fast. Um there's uh I think on Twitter I shared it uh, a long time ago, but uh in 2018 I was interviewed um uh for a radio show uh uh out here yeah. in normal um in Illinois in which we talked about the history of comics a bit. So, oh, dude, this is a great, great opportunity to repost that. I know. So if you're interested, go back and listen to that. You can hear me talk to somebody who's not Max, which honestly, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love Max? He's Hello. Um, Hello. <laughs> but yeah. So if you're interested, I, I did. Uh, oh, man, I got to check out your radio interview, dude. I forgot about that. I mean, like I listened to yeah. a parts of it before, but it's just been a while. I think I need to revisit. <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. Sorry, I'm, I, I'm, uh, part of my lip got dry during talking with you. <laughs> I feel like I've made a few sucking sounds that I don't mean to be. I'm like, um, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't mean uh, to do that. Yeah, I'm sorry. first of all, don't, do not lie. Just, do not lie. <laughs> I just heard, I just heard myself do it a minute ago. I was like, comics. <laughs> I was like, oh God, it sounds terrible. <laughs> Just gotta pay attention to what I'm doing. First of all, the Apple episode is nothing will beat the Apple episode in terms of mouth sounds. Okay, first of all, on this You're podcast. Right. You're right. Second of all, I have I am surprised and impressed with us that neither of us have gotten chapped up until this point. The mm. amount of yapping that we have done <laughs> is tremendous. Yeah, I usually don't get chapped oh, yeah. too, so I don't know. Don't start using that chapstick, dude. Because you, as soon as you start doing that, you're hooked. It's like you're on the you're on the 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 wacky tobacco or something. I was, I couldn't even know tobacco. what to come up with there. It's something bad. All right, okay. <laughs> you gotta watch out for that wacky tobacco, right. right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> it's wacky. Uh, so uh, do you want to do? What do you think? Dictionary.com next misinformation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Misinformation. That's another one, right? Did, sure. Yeah. Did you look this one up? I did a little bit. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't look too closely at it. Um, mm-hmm. I. I got to be honest with you. I. I tried to go down the rabbit hole and failed for this word. There is a quote from <laughs> Thomas Jefferson in 1784 in his papers. Oh, and I just. Yeah. I got to be honest with our audience too. It's like I just dropped the ball on this one. I just. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, oh, it's cool. His papers, right? I guess those are letters of his. And there's a context sentence yeah. for the word misinformation. I was like, I'm gonna delve into this one, and I just it just didn't work. I didn't have access to the article it was going to, and I just couldn't read it. So, it's, oh man, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a dead end there. Yeah, but uh, so how do you think uh, how do you think misinformation fits in with uh, justice and? Well, so this is one thing I'm recalling from last year, dude, is like I seem to rec- I don't remember all the specific words from 2017's year in review episode that we did, but or I guess 2018 about 2017. I forget. Anyway, like I don't yeah. remember those words, but I do recall thinking oh, a lot of these are sort of topical because they're related to the news. And yeah. I think that's already been happening with toxic and uh, justice to a certain extent. And misinformation, I don't, I don't know if there's a very specific news item that this refers to or not. I could be wrong, but I do think that this has been very prominent 
in as a as a word this year. You know what I'm thinking of yeah. is the uh, Cambridge Analytica Facebook scandal. Yeah. Because yep. uh, it really involves not just privacy but like propaganda and this mm-hmm. weird sort of the way information is being used by these big massive multinational corporations sometimes without our permission or with our yeah. in, sometimes with the intention to fool or deceive us and that's like mm-hmm. not what our friendly neighborhood pals facebook are supposed to be doing um what the heck zuck i thought you were on our team man i think that you're right i think that there's a lot of really good conversations being had within the tech community about these issues of privacy yeah. and where our information goes and doesn't go. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to come to anything, you know? Mm. Um, I, I mean, I don't know enough about it, um, but it seems really cool. I think this is, this was an interesting choice of the word, word for the year, along with justice and toxic, mm. right? I feel like, I feel like if you, I feel like when we, if you only looked at one dictionary's word of the year, you'd only get, uh, uh, one side of what the year was like. Yeah. And I feel like 2018, it feels toxic. It feels justice. It feels misinformation, yeah. right? It feels like these things were very prevalent or in within the conversations that were being had. I like, I like looking at multiple. I think when you look at them all together, it really gives you a, uh, a broader, a broader view. Yeah. Is that the word I'm looking for? Or I don't yeah. know. Like insight into Yeah, it. and I, I just think like a lot of people are for accurately or not are feeling misinformed and perhaps mm. lied to, which is, you know, one is lied to when one is given intentionally given misinformation. So you know what I mean? Like, I think it's it's got to do with this constellation of things going on where it's Dude. like basically propaganda, man. Like, I think I thought about us doing the word propaganda because I feel like it's just come back with a vengeance in the last couple years or so. Like, if we you remember yeah. your high school social studies class, you know, they're like oh, <laughs> Soviet era propaganda. And it's like, yeah, sure. Like propaganda. Sure. But like you sort of I don't know. I don't know about you, but like when I was growing up, I was sort of like, yeah. that's a thing of the past. This is the 21st yeah. century. Governments are much more savvy now, and people are too. And nobody can really would really fall for stupid bullshit like glo- like brochures that are like tossed out of a plane so that you'll read them and like change your mind about something. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's just the traditional definition of propaganda. What we're seeing now with the whole like Russia thing and like the mm-hmm. election tampering that supposedly happened in the United States and 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 elsewhere, it's like. Yeah. yeah, like propaganda is really coming back, and with it's a vengeance. It's like digital propaganda now is the thing, right? Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think that makes sense. I think too, the thing that's surprising for us as Americans, um, specifically like for those of you who might not be in America, you know what I mean? Uh, who listen? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the surprising thing for Americans is that we never think that Americans are being fed propaganda and accepting it, right? I think that oftentimes Americans (laughs) say, oh, well, we've done that to other countries, or, oh, other countries. Yeah, but we don't do that. Yeah, but we don't do that to ourselves. And I think, like, 
I think this year is like, oh man, no, this could happen to us and does happen to us. I think that a lot of people then are thinking about it. And I think you're right. I think it's an interesting choice to think of it as misinformation, quote unquote, instead of propaganda. Yeah. Right. To use that specific word, it feels very American. I don't know if you agree with me here, but like it feels like, oh, no, 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 it's not propaganda. They're just not, you know, giving us the right info. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so like we're not being tricked because we're so smart. Yeah. And I think like, you know? dude, you raise a good point because like and again, like we have to talk about topical current events a little bit because like it's just relevant. Yeah. But like this reminds me of I think it was last year or maybe the year before. I forget which dictionary too, but one of the dictionaries was like, think it either chose post truth or it wanted to choose post truth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and I think right. that was the year of the Trump election, and like, so I'm thinking of that too, and I'm just thinking about the way he treats information in general, like the way that Trump treats information is it's it's not there to measure or evaluate the world. Or to help you to better interact with the world. It's there simply as a tool for you to get what you want from other people. You know what I mean? Like that's how I see his his view of information. That's how he uses information. So for him, the only misinformation that exists is information that doesn't help DJ Trump. You know what I mean? That's misinformation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why he's he's able to call the New York Times fake or what have you. This whole fake news yeah. thing. It's like it's told. Oh, I'm getting fired up just thinking about this, dude. It's pissing me off. I well, I, I, I believe in truth. I think there's such a thing as truth. Call me crazy. <laughs> no, no. I think uh, I think I think that there's a lot of complications behind it. I think that this is this a test to how good. I think how important it is, first of all, to look at all the words, yeah. right? Yeah. That that dictionaries choose, but also two to look at how they make us feel right yeah. i think they i i think i used to think that dictionaries just did not have their fingers on the pulse yeah, right yeah. that they were old and they just thought of old things yeah. you know blah blah but yeah. like looking at it more in depth as we do i've been thinking i'm like oh you know what last year i felt the same thing i was like oh i feel like they have a good idea maybe it's not perfect yeah. right and I don't think it's perfect by far. And I think there's other choices that you can make and good arguments to make for other, excuse me, uh, other uh, words. Yeah. But I think they, I think, I think it's good. I think, it, I think it makes a lot of sense for those. And uh, the fact that you are getting fired up, I mean, that's kind of, you know, that means it's hitting some sort of nerve. You yeah, know? man. Cause like we're writers, dude. Like, what is that? What are, what are we doing? If there's no such thing as truth, I might as well just play video games all day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which does sound I mean, kind I, I of wish. fun. It sounds kind of fun. It kind of sounds kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, I, I recently started playing a video. This is a, a brief yeah. aside. I started playing a video <laughs> game, and like you get to choose what character you yeah. play. And I was so upset with the world. <laughs> I chose a character, right? I swear, to, I swear to you, this is what I did. I chose a character that like heals the land and like does all this good thing. Because yeah. I was like, I was like, fuck it. If I'm going to play a fucking video game right now, I'm going to play something that I can hear things and make things better because this world sucks. I'm so mad. You know, like, yeah, yeah. everything was, like, going bad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, let me play this, this good dude, game. Dude, that, that says a lot about your personality, dude. When you're pissed off, you, like, still, your gut reflex is still to, like, be healing and, like, rejuvenative or whatever. It's nice. It's yeah, nice. So it's just, it just like, let me do this. And then afterwards, I was playing, I was like, 
oh man, I really reacted <laughs> to like how I'm feeling this yeah. year. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like some uh, other people when they're pissed off, they like throw glass bottles at police cars and like kick puppies and shit, man. Like, like I love that. Yeah, you had a nice right. reaction to that. Yeah, I mean, in the game, there's still violence. Yeah, okay. like, I'm not gonna say there's not. You know, like let's let's be honest. Meanwhile, know? it's like, but, what do you want to say? I mean, what game was it? No, I don't okay, want to okay. say. I don't want people. Uh, you yeah. know, I feel like I feel like if we're gonna give free advertising yeah, yeah, to yeah, things. Yeah. I want to give free advertising mm. to things that like I'm like you're amazing. You are great. Uh, Whatever. Better World Books. I don't need to if they want to, you know, we'll take we'll take ads Better World Books if you want to. What I'm saying is like I don't want to do like uh what's the word I'm thinking of? Like um like ads for uh you know, just things that I use. Yeah, yeah. You know, free yeah. ads to the to the 25 <laughs> Whatever, whatever, whatever. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of uh, we have one more word. Yeah. And you didn't look this one up at all, right? I don't think so. Okay. So this one is a little bit off off topic. It feels like you know, not uh you know. <laughs> it's it's not necessarily connected to the others. Okay. But it's called no mo phobia. No mo no. phobia. So. It's the fear or worry of being without your phone or unable to use it. God, that is so funny. It's chosen by the Cambridge Dictionary, right? So interesting. Uh clearly we are in we like are steeped in more American culture, yeah. right, than British culture. So it's possible that this was a thing that was talked about more, right? Yeah. But it beat out three specific words that I thought were interesting contenders. Yeah. One being the being gender gap, which I thought was interesting that I beat it out. Um, echocide, hmm. destruction of the natural environment of an area or very great damage to it, which is interesting as echo-side. well. Echocide. And okay. no, and yeah, and no platforming. The practice of refusing someone an opportunity to make their ideas or beliefs known publicly because you think these beliefs are dangerous or unacceptable. Hmm. And so these these were chosen by a public vote mm-hmm. for the Cambridge Dictionary, mm-hmm. which is different. I think dictionary.com, uh, Merriam-Webster, and uh, Oxford Dictionary all choose their own but use other other things you know like other what's it called um uh, like other metrics wow i was like what word am i trying to think of right now yeah i'm the i'm the say i had a long holiday break and i am i'm i'm operating at about 40 percent right now <laughs> <laughs> uh but did uh so did so speaking of um so like that you know that's that um i also have the, the list short list of words for the Oxford English Dictionary. Mm. No. Can I add one thing, though, oh, real man. quick, dude? Yeah, so, add, add, So add, add, uh, add. you said that that word uh, that was democratically chosen was uh, no nomophobia? Yeah. No, and that means fear of not having your phone. Okay, okay. So Because I was looking for it on OED. I didn't find it. It could be because I'm spelling it wrong. But uh, I mm. did find a very close term. It's at least it's yeah. spelled almost exactly the same, which means something different. And I just thought it was cool. 
This is yeah. another phobia. It's okay. no so phobia. Huh. And it means excessive or irrational fear of disease. <laughs> yeah. All right. There All we go. Right. So don't mix those up. They're very different. <laughs> yeah, nomophobia is N O M O phobia. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, I also thought, I thought that was an interesting word to choose, right? To choose. And then uh, there's some other fun words that Oxford English Dictionary remind you uh, chose to pick. Okay. But here are the other ones that they said are clo- were close contenders. Uh, the shortlist. Yeah. Cakeism. <laughs> Primarily a word used in the UK, cakeism is the belief that it is possible to enjoy or take advantage of both of two desirably but mutually exclusive alternatives at once. Clearly, guys, we already have a phrase for that. We don't need a second one. I like cake. I mean, it's funny. That's that they're talking about having your cake and eating it too, right? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Damn it. Uh, And then uh, gammon. Oh which is used in the UK as a derogatory term for an older middle-class white man whose face becomes flushed due to anger when expressing political, typically right-wing opinions. (laughs) Which is hilarious. Wait, what's that? How do you spell that one? Uh, G-A-M-M-O-N. Gammon. Okay, all right. I love that one. That might be my favorite of the day. Yeah, and then gaslighting, which I think was on the short list last year for one of these as yes. well. Yeah, uh, so gaslighting was yeah. there. Uh, and then incel. Mm. Incel is a member of an online community mm-hmm. of young men who consider themselves unable to attract women sexually. Typically, they hold views that are hostile towards men and women yeah. who are sexually active. Yeah. Uh, damn. I was like, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, because I've definitely heard like a bit about incels this past yeah. year and i was like me too i can't believe this oh it's horrible thing. it's anyway. horrible yeah uh orbiting the action of abruptly withdrawing from direct communication with someone while still monitoring and sometimes responding to their activity on social yeah, media. yeah i actually saw this one too now that you mention it uh that i think really? that the context for that actually has to do with dating Mm. Uh, I might be wrong, but I think that like it specifically, you described it exactly right. But I think like also it's like, so like you're dating somebody and you're in their social circle, but you stop dating them. And instead of cutting off all contact and disappearing, you continue to like float around digitally in their like sphere. Interesting. Which to me sounds like you're just trying to still be friends with them. But I guess like, if you're orbiting, you're not being friends with them. You're just sort of floating around them, which is maybe creepy yeah. and kind of strange. So yeah. weird. Uh, and then over tourism. So over tourism, just a lot of tourists in one yeah. place. Uh, tech lash, a strong and widespread negative reaction to the growing power and influence of large technology. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Particular. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I think that's really interesting. And then my favorite. The one that I am so happy made it in something like the OED. Mm-hmm. Gammon. Big dick energy. Oh, sorry. What was it? Big dick energy. Just a reminder that we're not safe for work. But big dick Dude, energy, which I think is hilarious. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah. I think that's Michael, great. define BDE for us. What is it? 
BDE <laughs> is an attitude of understated and casual confidence. <laughs> I have seen so many people on Twitter define this. I don't know yeah, if you have yeah. too, but like people are like, no, 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 big dick energy isn't about having a big dick. Right. It's about, and then they'll go yeah, off yeah. on it. I think it's. Hilarious. I also, I think it is. That is that is my word of the year, dude. Do you want to democratically select that as the word of the year for words for dinner right now? <laughs> that's that's what I want twenty nineteen to be, right? I want to bring I want to bring that kind of energy into twenty nineteen. You know, you know. All right, let's list uh let's list some things that have uh BDE, right? Yeah. Um, mup uh animal from the Muppets. Okay. Wow. All um, right. You're just going yeah. there. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, go ahead. The Do- a Dodge Dart. You ever seen one of those cars before? You know what I'm talking about. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Also, um, uh, Marlon Brando, but yeah, I know people are going to think, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking specifically the Godfather era Marlon Brando. I, w- I would say Streetcar Named Desire. I mean, he's definitely a, a hot specimen, but like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. He he gets down in the rain mm. and screams Stella. Oh, is that what that's like, from? I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah. Never seen Streetcar Named Desire, the movie version? You got to. It's a good play, too. Yeah. If you ever have a chance, that's really good. I'll watch it. Um, so, so one of the things it <laughs> says here, it, though the term has its roots in the perceived confidence of the well-endowed, yeah. <laughs> BDE is in no means exclusive to those with male genitalia. Yeah. Many, many women, such as Rihanna, Serena Williams, and Kate Blanchett, mm. are among those identified as having this low key, self assured poise. And honestly, yeah. Serena Williams probably, you know, has the most BDE I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, she does. I'm trying to think some other She's ladies. Intense. There are some other ladies out there that have some BDE, like Queen Elizabeth. She's got some BDE. She's still kicking. She's like, fuck this world. I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm in charge here. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so I think, uh, I think those are some good ones. I think it's – I like that there's some silly ones as well. I do mm. like that, you know, Pissant yeah. is, is one that – Oh, by the way, did you see that um, Pissant rose 115,000%? No. <laughs> After the after that, dude, this is the power of the New England uh, Patriots fan base. Like, what? That's, mm, that's the, the number one justice point. only rose by seventy five percent this year. Pissant, mm-hmm. but I think what? Yeah, go ahead. No, it's a pissant rose by one hundred fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like people don't use the word pissant yeah. a lot. <laughs> people do use the word justice, yeah. so it would make sense yeah. that like justice would only spike that yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, a little bit. Seventy-four percent is a fucking yeah, lot, it's a lot, right? It's a lot. Like, I mean, that's yeah. a lot. But, dude, I don't know. Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, all I gotta say, dude, is like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna rule out the possibility that we may, we may have to do BDE as an episode this year. I mean, there's, I feel like there's still unexplored Maybe. territory there. Oh my god! Yeah. You know why? That 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 would be uh one that has to do a lot of research. Like there'd have to be like a lot of yeah. research. And you know what? I also think that like you you sort of mentioned this, everybody thinks they know what that word means 
And some people do, but I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. I like it. It was a weird, awkward silence. Just no, like I think it was nice. That's what happens when you have BDE, man. It's just silences like that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I am so happy. <laughs> I I am so happy to have spent 2018 recording episodes with yeah, you. Yeah, same, dude. I really, I really have. Yeah. I am looking forward to another good year. I hope our listeners do. Yeah. Um, I hope uh, I, I'm not on Twitter right now, but somebody tweet uh, messaged us about like two weeks ago yeah. and asked if we were going to do another uh, end of the end of the year. Really? Episode. So, yeah. So I'm happy that we did. I told him that we were going to. We we, we got we to did. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just I, I really like 2018 for words for dinner. I hope that the the 2019 gets better for everybody. Mm. I hope that it goes well for you. I hope that all the good things, mm. all the big dick energy you had in 2018 yeah. goes forward into 2019. Yeah. I hope that if you were a pissant in 2018, <laughs> you leave that behind. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I hope that if you heard Laurel and not Yanny, yeah. Yeah. that you have a great 2019. If you heard Yanny, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. Yeah, right. And if listen, I'm just if kidding. you can tell us, if you can educate us a little bit as to, <laughs> as to uh, K-pop and how to go about um, getting into K-pop, I would love that. Uh, also, oh man, I feel I feel like you would love K-pop. Yeah. you would love. I mean, K-pop. Gangnam Style is one of my favorite uh, songs, DL style. Not the same. That is not. The it's same. not. But you know, but I I feel like you need to do some research. <laughs> okay. Come come back to us next month. Okay. Tell us tell us the type of research you've done into K-pop. Okay, uh, I'm relying on our audience for that one. Okay, yeah. All right. but I it's okay because they don't need to fear reprisal or or um, or judgment from me because I am pansexual and I am open to all people. Uh, it I, is surely nothing to be afraid of. I'm proud of you. I feel like you just came out a little bit. A little on bit. The, a little bit. On the a little show. bit. Feels good. It feels good. I'm proud. Thanks, of you. man. I'm proud of you. We did have a good year. Uh, 2018 was good. 2018, 2019 is gonna be better. It's a little weird it being like a prime number like that. I would rather yeah. you know it be like an even number, but that's just maybe a personal preference of mine. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I hope that a lot of the good things that happened in 2018 continue to happen in 2019. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I hope it goes yeah. well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I think that's what this, this episode has been brought to you by. This episode has been brought to you by 2018, which we've been talking about in 2019. <laughs> you know, You know what else is brought by? It was also just yeah. for the hell of it, it was brought to you by 2011 because, like, nobody talks about that shit anymore. No one talks about it. Remember that? Crazy. No, it was not a great no. year. No. No. Rough yeah. year. Rough year. The Bears. <laughs> a great year. 80s were excellent. Yeah, yeah they were. Yeah. 88, oh, especially. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. man. But, yeah, so thank you very much for listening, guys. Max, if they wanted to contact us with formal complaints about how terrible or great this episode was, uh, where how can they get well, there's a Well, there's a complaint uh, box that I've I've erected out of uh, uh, plywood, and it is inside mm-hmm. a dumpster on 3rd Street in uh, the West Village. <laughs> you got to just 
dig for no, no, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, please do share your formal complaints and 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 praise with us directly. You can email us wfdpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you should definitely check out our Twitter because I mean yeah. that's where the Twitterati is hanging out these days. Right. Yep, that is uh, words. The number four dinner words for dinner, and um, yeah, definitely listen to us on Stitcher and stuff. You're already doing that right now, but like, tell your friends. You know, if they're like, "Oh, I don't have Stitcher. I'm Stitcher uh, Philistine," just be like, "Don't worry about it, bro. You got plenty of other places you can find us, right? That's iTunes, true. Google Play, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just your podcast app, whatever. The, I use Overcast, whatever the hell that is. It's fine. You can yeah. find us anywhere." And give us yep. a rating. That's the thing. We have we love the, the quickest way to get your comments to be broadcast, rebroadcast over and over again is to leave a comment for words for dinner because we talk about that shit on the air. We love it. We do. We do. Makes us feel good. Yeah, and we feel we feel thankful to everybody who has been listening, and uh, appreciate that a lot. Uh, and we hope you know. I hope you guys have a great year of listening to us uh and if you need to go back you know go back into our archives listen to some classics you know uh and check uh, out cocktail for for good measure oh man i was just talking about that episode with somebody i was like guy listen (laughs) go listen to cocktail because it's fucking listen my guy (laughs) and he's like uh what and i was like dude the history of cocktail (laughs) It's something. Yeah, it's something. It is. You gotta go. Gotta go listen to that something. <laughs> All right, man. It's been real. All right. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Later. <laughs> <laughs>